Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. On today's episode, Memes and I are going to read a poem dedicated to a mother um, in, in the spirit of April's Poetry Month. Hi, Torn Tribe. So we came across this female modernist poet um, from the first half of the 20th century, Lola Ridge, who's very seldom shared in present day. And so here you have Lola Ridge's mother. Your love was like moonlight turning harsh things to beauty. So that little wry souls reflecting each other obliquely as in cracked mirrors beheld in your luminous spirit their own reflection, transfigured as in a shining stream and loved you for what they are not. You are less an image in my mind than a luster. I see you in gleams, pale as starlight on a gray wall, evanescent as the reflection of a white swan shimmering in broken water. Snap, snap, snaps. Definitely what I'm excited about is taking some time together to do a fun activity like this. Um, We all know I'm the English lit teacher nerd of the two, but I, I like that we can share this theme and then chat about this poem together. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to geek out with you, you education. (laughs) guru um (laughs) but no i when we you brought this poem to my attention it just i don't know it had kind of a profound deep um emotion is what it provoked in me because you read the first stanza and you're like wow that's a beautiful mom that she's describing, right? All the images that she gives is like moonlights were very peaceful and, you know, luminous spirits and shining stream. And I love that last line in that first thing that says, and loved you for what they are not. Um, it kind of gives that mother unconditional love feel, right? But and then the second part is where it kind of saddened me because it's as if she's transitioning from her childhood perspective of her mother to now trying to remember really what her mom was like after her mom has left this earth. It it kind of makes it feel like she's, you know, you are less an image in my mind um, and is beginning to have that image kind of, fade away but still that white swan comes to to mind for her right like that gracefulness and that peace and so it's just a 
it captures the different phases as a child that you experienced with your mother, but even the different phases a mother goes through with her child. Yeah, I think in, I think it, in my processing, it came along with what my, so my seek was what are some words about mothers? And then really this was new to me. And I think I had a little bit of a personal feeling about not having a favorite. Like I was in a place about like, how come I don't have a favorite poem about motherhood or a mom? Um, And I was sharing with Athena that, you know, I've taught Langston Hughes' mother to son. Um, I know when I mentioned the project to, oh, we both mentioned Tupac's Dear Mama, but there was nothing that I was just like, I automatic, like there's other categories that I'll think about a favorite poem or I'll think about a song or something that resonates. And so it was interesting to me. And so as I was reading it, what resonated with me was the unconditional love also. Um, And that it was such a positive image throughout the poem. But this incorporation of what I saw as a, so the little wry souls reflecting each other obliquely as in cracked mirrors that the, I saw that as the children and like whatever was going on in that household and that, you know, calming the storm, um, consoling a broken heart or wounded knee or um, anything that was like the flaws or the ups and downs of the children, the mom was like this solve for all of it. Um, And so that, along with the imagery that just resonates with me personally, right? Like I'm on this search and without meaning to, I stumble across a poem that's describing a mom's love as moonlight, which I'm not even sure I've shared on the podcast that like I use the sun, moon and stars as like a family symbol. Um, And then, you know, as I stumble across, I see an excerpt, stumble across the entire poem. And later on, there's like starlight referred to. So all of the imagery kind of spoke to me in this. Um, when we think of space or the sky or the cosmos, like there's something kind of spiritual, magical about that. And so it had all that language and then reflection that I really do believe parenting is so much about the reflection like I talk about that in my classroom about my students being a mirror for me but I think in these relationships of parent child your children kind of reflect your values you reflect the world to them you are kind of their world for a certain amount of time and then that shifts but what that relationship can do to build up or destroy or give confidence or insecurity to children and that impact um, really stood out to me in all of the language. I, I really enjoyed reading it and hearing this. I totally appreciate your interpretation of that other phase in life. Like I, I think I stayed in kind of a surface um, interpretation of like the positive take of the mom. But I really think it's beautiful to think of that deeper perspective that you get in different phases of your life. I think 
that is the complexity right of the relationship because while the first stands I think I was thinking about how a mother can have unconditional love for their children no matter how dirty they are how misbehaved they are how rude they are (laughs) like they will always um kind of that that reflection will transform who they are for them um, and who they believe they can be, which is part of what you hear in the, in the voices is you see the better part of me. And that makes me, you know, trust in you and rely on you. Um, But the second part does have that complexity of like that luster. There's this shine. It's still a positive image, but it's not as concrete as you were when you were there, you know, um, in this earlier stage of my life. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, I love her use of similes in the first stanza, and then she moves into metaphors mm-hmm. in the second stanza, and just the play, just still not um, telling, but showing, right? Mm-hmm. So she shows everything, and, I, and that your love was like moonlight, turning harsh things to beauty, I think really captures my my heart as a mother, right? Like I desire that when there's all this darkness around my child, that I would be that beaming light for them to help them find their way through the hard times, right? Because it's often the image that's given. It's like you're lost, you can't see, mm-hmm. and all you could be guided by is the moonlight, and that's amazing the way the it's just beautiful <laughs> like I, that's why i love poetry because i'm like it gives such a a beautiful image in your mind and when you think about that it's like wow do my children really feel that safe with me right that they would see me as a moonlight guiding them because when you're walking around outside in the night it's kind of unsettling <laughs> and you're kind of nervous to take the next step. I remember when I was training for my half marathon and there would be times where I had to get in a long run and I didn't get to it in the morning. So I would have to go at night and I would wear this little like light thing on my forehead, right. To show me the path. But the entire run was like, I was filled with anxiety because I didn't know if I could trust the light on my head to show me if there was a cat or a snake or a dog or a deer or like whatever was going to pop out of the bushes. Um, But here she's showing that like she trusted her mom so much and her mom made the harsh things in life. She was able to turn it and show her the beauty in it and not just dwell on the negative. And I think as it builds up, you see that this little person this little soul begins to see themselves being able to accomplish things that they didn't think they were capable of. And I think as a mom, you know, we do that a lot. We speak life into our children and we tell them, you know, that they're good at something, even though at the moment they might not be, but we see the potential, right? So I think it's just beautiful that she captures how mothers you know, help children see their best potential selves. And it is curious 
Um, sorry. Um, yeah, go ahead. It's curious that it is in this dark night setting that you have, right? Because you still have the glitter yeah. at the end and you have the swan on a shimmering, on shimmering broken water, but there's the starlight and gray. Um, that the entire experience of the mother is still this dark setting because we discussed the, you know, like love you for what they are not and the end of the second stanza shimmering and broken water like it still resonated so much with what we talk about in motherhood and the torn feeling and torn to shreds and you know like when we're overwhelmed and feeling like we're not meeting expectations like it still kind of had this overtone of everything we discuss in motherhood and so I find it really curious that the image is so set in darkness right in the unknown in with what could cause fear what could have an unexpected result um and from the child's perspective um knowing that navigating all of that is kind of like the unlit path um so I found that just curious as you're describing that moonlight, like shining that beam, still the entire thing is set in this dark place. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's where the beauty is, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the midst of the torn, broken water. <laughs> yeah. And and I think we have mentioned it on this podcast before, like how much we love water and I love waterfalls because mm-hmm. it does give you that space to reflect and I I think Lola Ridges was really trying to get children to reflect about their mothers because interestingly enough memes you realize not many people do <laughs> no definitely as I was you know trying to pick one and kind of judging myself for not already having a favorite about moms um it felt like slim pickings it felt I I came across the Sylvia Plath poem but really when I think of her I think of her poem daddy um I you know even mentioning mother to son it's a mother's poem to her son like I I can't say that there were such an extent, uh, extensive list to consider. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. No, it was like all unfamiliar <laughs> to me and not taught, you know, like I, I'm even a title is escaping me about like an alcoholic dad that I'm thinking I, I can't pop Papa's shoes, Papa's waltz. That's what it's called. Papa's waltz. See, I've already named for you two about dad, but yeah. I couldn't off the top of my head. And like I was telling Athena, even if those poems are about toxic, traumatic relationships, they're still there. At least they got a poem. Yeah. <laughs> and so it made me curious to the creativity that stems from motherhood, because I feel like I had the desire to pen like words during my pregnancy and to just create memories photos pockets of things that were going to be beautiful for her um you know we go through the nesting stage and you want the space to be a certain way but I think you go through a whole 
for me personally, I, I curated a lot of like, I want pictures this way and I want memories this way and this for events and this is the theme and this is where our symbols, you know, started to come into my mind. So I found it curious that I felt like motherhood kind of um, prompts the creativity and prompts like where maybe poetry or, or the spoken word or crafting and creating would, you know, um, are born. But yet I wondered, um, what's the response to motherhood? Yeah. If, if we're the ones that are the creators, what is it that we get in response to our motherhood? Apparently not much, but <laughs> <laughs> we got to get, we got to fix the problem, people. So well, maybe we owe a, a poem <laughs> to our mother. <laughs> and uh, roses are red, violets are blue. like you would think with all the mother's day hoopla that happens in may you would find more mother's day poems but that is the beauty in this poem titled mother right by lola ridge that it's not that hallmarky feel um so it's very authentic but torn tribe i would love to hear because if we just are oblivious to mother's poems that are out there please let us know um and if you have a favorite mother's poem, whether it's in English or not, um, any other language, I we are definitely curious to hear. For sure. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. What's bending you? I am getting back into reading. Like I had mentioned that I was back into my podcast, but I've put a couple of books into my Audible. Just, I for me, the mend, as much as to, for people it might sound like a to-do or a list, for me is the growth. Like if my brain is thinking about new things, I'm considering new um, projects. I am for some reason, I've come across in my reading twice the like the Superman pose, like standing in the Superman pose. So I've been trying to listen to patterns. And so it came up in something I was watching and it came up in something I was reading. And just that, like, what is the direction? Um, and then in what I was reading, it was also prompting me in several messages about writing, yeah, journaling, um, getting out ideas and just writing so the spoken word and so I like when my brain is more in that I want to grow and think about something differently and reframe and not just be in the same routine and so my reading and thus the inspiration for writing and feeling confident and powerful like that pose can inspire you to feel um is where I'm trying to ground my mending look at you I like it we'll see what writing produces Mm -hmm. maybe a mother's poem (laughs) um um, for me it was this past weekend because one i got to see you memes in person so that was nice um and I, i got to see my niece in person and her personality has grown so much since the last time we hung out that it's refreshing. Um, 
And I, I just always appreciate the peace and calm energy that she brings. Because <laughs> we don't have enough of that around here. Um, and then I would say the the final, the cherry on the top was actually being able to get one-on-one time with Steve, with my husband. And actually go out to a farm-to-table restaurant, which we're big fans of because... Um, or he's kind of a food snob. So we really enjoyed that. And it was just funny because it's been so long since we've been able to go to a restaurant. Um, that With we no even... interruptions. And yeah, with no interruptions, eating, eating your food, your food warm. warm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eating your food warm. But the other thing was we like it was it's been so long since we've been to a, a restaurant and out in public that we didn't even know how to act. Like, we, like, I caught us, like, eating with our fingers, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's, like, silverware here, <laughs> like, what am I doing? Um, I'm not at home with the audience, but I don't care if I offend. <laughs> yeah, no elbows on the table, like, you can sit and not feel like you have to hurry up and, like, shove it all in your mouth because someone's gonna come and like take it off your plate you know so just like all these like normal adult behaviors we just haven't been engaging in them so <laughs> eating out in public so that was fun and just getting time to like talk and really catch up because even though we are physically in the same space all the time because we both work from home and we're both constantly driving our kids to wherever they need to go. We're physically with each other. We don't really get to talk without the interruptions and we don't get to really share what we're really thinking or feeling because it always has to be super fast. <laughs> um, so it was just nice. And it, and it was comforting to know that, you know, you guys were taking care of the kids, so I didn't have to worry about anything. It's always nice when you can leave your kids with people that you trust. Um, in the sense of, like, not that you would leave your kids with people you don't trust, but there's people that you trust, but they're not going to get to everything on time. And they're really <laughs> not going to do it anywhere close to the way you typically do it. Um, that I didn't have to worry about. So I am thankful to have family whether they're in-laws or biologically related to me family um, that are awesome support. So thank you memes for being part of my mend. Definitely. I'm happy to see that you, they didn't tie you up and stick you in a closet. <laughs> well, it, it was debatable with Sophie. Cause I so. didn't tie them up. <laughs> it was debatable with Sophie, you know, talking about she ain't coming to the park. <laughs> Their personalities together are so funny. I love it. Cousins. Unique relationship. It's one of a kind. Special. Oh, yeah. Zeke was telling his baseball coach today, my cousin was in town, and we were bossing everybody around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Torn Tribe, we would love to hear your men's, what's helping you get through the weeks, and memes, tell our folks how to stay connected. Send us an email or an anecdote to tornmlb at gmail.com and follow us, share, like us, review us. Um, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, handle at tornmlb. Thanks for joining.
Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose, choose grace. grace.